America's next drag superstar is... Jada Essence Hall. <laughs> is there anything you'd like to say? I would like to say that if you can't love yourself, how in the hell are you going to live over there? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, 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 squirrel friends. I'm John Polly, a producer on RuPaul's Drag Race and a Drag Race historian. And welcome, welcome, welcome to the official RuPaul's Drag Race podcast, or as we like to call it, brought to you by World of Wonder and VH1. This podcast takes you deep inside the big pink furry box that is every episode of RuPaul's Drag Race season 12. Every week, I am joined by RuPaul's Drag Race icons i.e. the queens who have made herstory to talk about this season and their own drag race experiences. So thank you for listening and warning because there is going to be what? Spoilers! <laughs> so everybody, consider yourself warned. We are spilling the tea. And to keep up, make sure you keep watching RuPaul's Drag Race every Friday on VH1 at 8 p.m. 7 Central. Or you can watch VO Bop Presents Plus if you listen where you can get VH1. Whatever. All Stars is coming. You know, the drag don't stop. But the most important thing right now is that I am honored and thrilled to be talking to the winner of RuPaul's Drag Race, Season 12. The legendary beauty. Look over there at her gorgeousness. It's Jada Essence Hall. Hey. Thank you, John. Hey. Can't believe I'm the winner of RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> this is the morning after your win. How you doing? Um, I'm slightly hungover, but I am doing really good. I'm so like, I, I, this is like the wildest dreams come true. It's it's crazy. I watched you all like the live stream of you of you all watching yourself watching the show. Mm -hmm. Um, just how did it feel? How did it feel watching the finale? How did it feel seeing yourself win? It's so weird. It was almost like an out of body experience. Um, I mean, like as as we all saw, this was like an experience of especially a finale that. We've not seen before, and, and and hopefully we will never have to do it again if, if everything gets right in the world. But it just made me feel so proud to, um, especially be up beside Crystal and Gigi, and like knowing how bad they wanted it and how much they gave, and and, and just giving as much as I could. It, it, it's it's incredible. Yeah, yeah, and I was, I mean, you looked stunning through every single moment of the thing. Thank you. This whole process, like doing the reunion, doing the finale, has been such a strange thing because you're, you know, you're doing everything from home. You're talking to lots of people on video and on phones, and it's all you're sort of sending things off. You know, you're not in a big theater and stuff, but like you still project star quality every single second, every moment. It still captures your amazingness. <laughs> Thank you. It's so funny because I've, I've, like I said, of the bitches for the bitches, honey. And literally, there have been times when I would do a show, but you like the booking fee is forty dollars, honey. And you need the forty dollar booking fee. The part that they didn't tell you was that there would be a crowd of three people. <laughs> As we've seen on AJ and the Queen, but when you work and do those kind of shows, you get that um, that energy where it's like, I'm used to performing for almost nobody. Um, so I'll just pretend this camera is a person. Um, I'll pretend my boyfriend behind that camera is another person, and we're going to have a party of three. <laughs> well, you've been so good at it, too. I mean, throughout this whole crazy quarantine stuff, on Instagram, doing live stories, doing your makeup, doing stuff with the other queens, you you just live in front of the camera. It's perfect. You're so good at it. And you're just so compelling and so smart and funny and relatable and just like, you bring us all in. You dream about stuff. And it's so weird for us that we dream about things. And then sometimes, even when we dream them, like, we dream them when we speak them out loud. But it's like a, a part of us that's like, that will never happen. Um, I'm, I'm, I, I wish this could be a, a reality for me. And to see the reality come true uh, is, is no way to even like 
it, it's almost like you just are left speechless. Like literally, like if you saw the video when I felt so bad, like Crystal and Gigi, I love both of y'all. Um, I did not mean to be like so quiet, but they were like, Jada. And I'm just like <laughs> shocked and just looking at the screen because I could not believe it's it's crazy. <laughs> Well, you just seem sort of beautifully kind of like taking it in because this is a lot because you spoke. Mm -hmm. And I, I also saw that like beautiful interview you were doing on Instagram a little bit, you know, you know, recently and just talking about why it's important for you to win, what it, what it means for you mm -hmm. as someone, you know, who's always had to fight for something. And, you know, as so many people are, all, you know, are, are denied things they deserve and work for and stuff. So, you're, you know, you know, your win is a huge win for you. And I think I'll, I think it represents a lot to, to many people, too. Mm -hmm. You know, I think like um, I feel like I represent so many communities like you represent the queer community. I represent like my black community. I represent like my city and my state and I represent my family and I represent myself and um, I represent the people who who support me and love me. And um, you represent so many different people. And some people can take that and be like, oh, my God, this is like a huge weight on me that I have to carry all of these people. And I don't think that I ever felt like I was carrying a lot of people. It just felt like an honor to be like. I'm going to do this for all of y'all, especially all of y'all who people have told no and shut the doors in y'all faces and never gave y'all what y'all what y'all should receive. And um, so proud to be like, you know what? I'm doing this for so many people, and and I, it's not that I have something to prove. It's not um, any of that stuff. It's just like I just want to show people. Even when you go to work and you have like these jobs, like a place that you hate, your manager is on your ass for no reason. Um, your coworkers are lying to you. Somebody then ate your, your yogurt out the refrigerator, and you think like, why am I still coming here? Why am I doing this? This is pointless. Um, just hang in there because it, trust me, if I if if I if my old raggedy self can make something happen, <laughs> believe me, y'all can do it too. <laughs> We're in the middle of a pandemic. There's so much going on in the world. It is an intense time in our lives, in our country. Um, we are also looking at like institutionalized racism, and there's just so much happening right now. This week, as an African American, what message does that send? You know, there's so many messages that we can send. Like, first of all, um, Black lives absolutely matter. Black queens absolutely matter, and um, and and we have to always remember that, and we have to make sure that we need to have like all types of people uh, uh, advocate for um, black people are important in this country and, and we matter and not just black people, but people of color, queer people, everybody out here, we all matter. Um, but I think one of the, one of the main messages that I wanted to send was especially to like young black queer people, even myself growing up, I was like, drag is not something that you should be doing. I'm like, yeah, maybe some people want to do that. But as a young a gay black person, like femininity is not okay. It's not cute to be that way. And there are so many, like young black people who probably want to do do drag and feel like that's a little bit too gay or why would I want to dress as a woman and that kind of thing. And it's like the same way that anybody else is feel feels free to express their queerness and, and, and express who they are and be who they are. We all have that right. And, and young black queer people have that same right too. Absolutely. And honey, if they were, if, if, if they're wondering, you know, why should I want to dress up? Why should I want to perform? Why All they have to do is look at you as inspiration. Thank you. And watch you and watch you perform and listen to you. When I first like found out I was on the show and, and I think always it's important to like, know, like, I mean, if you, if you go to the show, you know, for a fact that you will be in a spotlight, there will be eyes on you and um, you will have a voice. And it's like, what do you want to do with the voice and the gift that you are now about to be given? Like, well, people don't want drag to be a political thing, and um, we want to escape from that. 
we want to escape from politics and that kind of thing with drag. And I was like, honey, I don't know where you've been living or what you know, but drag has always been a political thing. And, um, and I feel like as, as a drag artist, as a queer artist, I'm like, it is, it is absolutely my job to, um, to speak up and, and understand what's happening in the world and um, advocate for people in the world who probably cannot for themselves. Yes, 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 yes. Use those beautiful platforms. <laughs> yes, beautiful, beautiful 10-inch platforms, probably patent leather, and they come with a riding crop and whip. Oh. But <laughs> okay. Great platforms. Oh, my God. Uh, I have some specifics about last night and the whole finale. What would, okay, what would flash through your mind when you heard Rue say your name? You know what is the crazy thing is like, I have honestly said um, my name so many times because I like believe in like sending out positive energy. So I've like, either I'm like, I'll be talking to my boyfriend or I'll be like saying in my mind, I'm like, it, I'll say it, what I think is Rue's voice. Like the winner of RuPaul's Drag Race is Jada Essence Hall. And like, I was saying to him like, so if he can say it, we'll see if what, what that will sound like coming out on the other end and when when you finally hear it i don't know it's like from the from the point of like auditioning to the point of going through everything to be to be casted and then to be casted and then to recording the show and then to waiting then to promos and like so many things it's like such a long process and it's like so much a build up more and more weight and weight and weight and for rue to say my name it just felt like all of it just like dissipated and just like Loaded away. <laughs> and why Get Up by Sierra? I know you all had like, you know, ch- songs to choose from. Yeah. Why that song? And then also what was the hardest part about just creating that whole performance? Honestly, I feel like the hardest part was like choosing this song because um, there were so many options and there were a lot of really good songs in there. One of the songs I thought about doing was like Christina Beautiful because um, I really wanted to send a message with that. But I thought Get Up, I was like, you know what? We are sitting at quarantine, honey. We need to have a party. I know there are people who are at home depressed. And uh, immediately when I heard the song, I was like, you know what? It's like kind of like that. Get up, get up, get up, get up. Like no matter what's going on in the world right now, no matter how you're feeling, no matter how down you are, like just get up and have a, a celebration. And like that'll lift the spirits. And I was in my mind, I also thought about like, what would it be like if they called, like if, if I mean, if it was that easy to call, like quarantine is over life is back to regular, like life is back to normal. <laughs> um, and I was like, we were sitting at home on our couches doing nothing and like, get up, let's have a party. Let's just celebrate. That's really what the vibe was. Oh my God. And you performed so beautifully. You let hair, the moves. Ooh, there was wind. Thank you. Oh yes, it was. We- I-, I bought a really big fan. Um, <laughs> and th- there were, uh, there were a couple takes to get, you know, so we can like put it all together. But literally, I was eating so much hair it, <laughs> from the fan. I was like, "This is what this is. This is what celebrities do. It's like, is this what Beyonce does?" Exactly. I wonder how much hair she's eating too at the same time because it was like so much wind. Like my nose was like all stopped up, but but it worked out fabulously in the end. So I was glad. And how is Gene? I mean, he's been by your side the whole time. I, yeah. Watching yourself last last night, I'm like, I know Gene is right there, right on the side, right out, outside of the frame, freaking out. Yeah. Well, he actually watched it in the other room because, like, I literally was like, I don't want, like, I don't want you to, like, watch it on something else and, like, see a reaction or anything. I don't want, like, I don't want to know, like, if you, if it's delayed and you know before me, I don't want to know. I'm like, I just would rather, like, just be 100% shocked. (laughs) But then I ended up knowing before him because when we watched it, like, Rusev's name, 
And I'm like screaming. And he didn't even finish and wait for Rue to say it. Like he heard me scream. And you can see him like coming from around the corner of the room, like ah! face all big eyes. Well, he already has like huge eyes, but then his eyes got like even wider and like Buckram, like close them now before they fall out your head. <laughs> he was like so excited. And the the thing is, I think with, with my drag, um, I've always felt like I like I live this character, but the character is always like a like a patchwork of so many people who have like laid um, laid into me like, well, ooh, child. <laughs> Again, y'all know what I meant, but like, who have like, like played a role in my life. And when I, even before I even started drag, both him and his mother were like, maybe you should try this. Maybe you should give it a go. And I'm like, I don't really know if that's something I ought to do, especially because I was so feminine growing up and people always like would talk, talk, talk bad about me being feminine. So I was like, the last thing I want to do is be more feminine. <laughs> but they both were like, well, you should try, you should do drag and they've been like an anchor in my career. And so like for, for me to make it is them making it as well. So, and I'm so glad that I can make them proud and like show that like y'all were right. Y'all knew a little bit. Y'all didn't know nothing about drag and we had to find it out together, but y'all knew a little bit of something about drag. They knew enough to see you and say, this woman is a star. Yeah. It's crazy. And Jean's mother is a big fan. Wait, she helped encourage you to do drag? Literally, um, when I first started doing drag, he it would be me at the shows. He would come to the show, and she would come in with her huge, heavy purse full of, like, nonsense and, like, lug up all these stairs to the show, and they would just, no matter what, whatever competition I did, no matter, um, even if I did a competition, I was the only one. And, like, I was the only one, like, that was there for myself. They would show up be there g would be, always be in the back like um doing my hair even though sometimes it was a struggle <laughs> i love that you have a drag mother-in-law <laughs> it, yeah it's like it's like drag mother monster-in-law it's very <laughs> very all of that how's the rest of your family then how's your brother john and your dad my brother is like the the craziest thing is that he he, he knew that i did drag and he never, like, he was never able to come to any of my shows or anything like that before. But we have, like, this huge festival um, in the city every, like, for, a, like, this one neighborhood in, in Milwaukee every year. And it's not even a queer event. It's just, like, a, just, a, um, just like a, a street festival. And they have a drag show every year. And I was performing. And he just happened to be at the festival because people always go there. And he was like, oh, my God, I saw you at the show. And to see you up there, like, everything that you do, it made sense. And... Which I think with drag, a lot of times people, they don't understand it until they see it. And when they see it, they like, you have no choice but to love and respect it. Um, and, and he saw me and was like, oh my God, I love you. And he's like, went all in. But before that, my father would always come to my shows. Like he would show up and he would be like in the audience, like hugging random people. Like, that's my son. And uh, But they just been the, like, literally my family is like the sweetest about, um, about who I am and what I do. And even when when I was younger and I felt um, embarrassed about um, being being queer and being like gay and like not knowing who I was and 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 what my life would be about, they never like really made me feel like I should be ashamed of who I was. Even even if they even if I didn't come out and they and if we were still like in like this kind of like weird misty place about it, he still always. I mean, my family will still always love me, and they never made me feel less than. So, and in a lot of ways, I know I'm really grateful for that. And then also, I feel like um, there are a lot of strong black men out here who love and support like queer people too. And it's not like like this this like random weird thing that like black men would would love and support um, 
a, a, a gay person or a drag queen or people like that. And, and my family has been so good about loving me and supporting me through everything. And so um, if y'all are going to be listening to this podcast, I love y'all two losers. Uh, <laughs> and thanks for everything. They must be flipping out. They must be flipping out right now. Last night, today. Yeah. Right before you called me, I was like talking to my, uh, talking to my dad on the phone and like, um, he was like, so what's up, skinny man? How are you? Like, how are you feeling? I'm like, I don't know. It's so weird. He was like, he was like, it's really weird. He's like, but you did that. You, you did everything you needed to do. And he was like, and I was like, I I cannot believe I'm uh, America's next drag superstar. He's like, I can you, 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 you've been a star all along, you know, since we've been, since you've been little, we were telling you that you would be a star doing something. I was like, I didn't know it would be drag, but they all, they always have always told me that like one day, um, with how, with your personality, how crazy you are one day, something is going to happen for you and, and, and the world will be able to see that. And I'm like, I'm glad that they saw that in me. And I loved you talking about your grandmother. Oh, I love my grandma. We got to see her. Which of your finale looks would she have loved the most? Um, oh my God, let me think. The one that she would have probably loved the most would have been, I think it would have been the last one, the orange one. Um, especially like with like without even like taking all of the other stuff off, just like with just the coat and like the finger waves. And like she loved like old like Hollywood glamour. Mm-hmm. And I felt like in the it would in the look would just I have a a photo of it that I took and I'll send it to you so you can see it and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. But like it was just like just the cover up. And it was like so regal with these finger waves and I just looked like like a old like black Hollywood starlet, you know, and back in the day, they wouldn't have let us through the front door because they was on a whole bunch of bullshit back then. But baby, with that look, I would have kicked doors down, okay? I would have had my seat at the theater, you know? Yes, yes, you keep kicking. Oh my God. I mean, all your looks, even like the planetary look, those planets orbiting around you, your your slumber party look last week was like beyond... And the slumber party look, it was, it was like, in my mind, like, I remember when I first fell in love with, like, fashion when I was, like, younger, and I saw, like, and I was getting, I was maybe a little bit older when I saw it, but I saw, like, this Victor and Rolf, um, sleep, the sleepover campaign, I was like, oh my god, this is so cute, oh my god, Willem did the reference, and she did it, like, hers was almost more, like, almost like, um, like, obviously, it was, like, the travel version, you know what I mean, it was, like, really cute, ready for the runway. Mm-hmm. And mine is like, I really still want to do this reference with this pillow behind my head. But I was like, but what way can I do it in a, in a way that's still like really pretty and glamorous in the way that I like it. Um, but then still like give speak the camp to what, like the campy side of myself. And I was like, oh, well, you know what? I'm going to come as like this baby doll from the sixties in like this shifty, like dress nightgown and this beautiful satin pillow behind my head, and thankfully it all worked out. It was it was the best. It was so good. Um, now, did you get to tell your downstairs neighbor that you won? Um, literally, they. I didn't even get to tell them that I won. They had already watched, and it's yeah. as soon as I as soon as I won, the the as soon as they Rue called me as a winner, they called G's phone, and they kept calling his phone over, and it's like, oh my gosh, she won. But the other day I was like going outside the house, like going on a, you know, a quick little essentials run. And, um, I was leaving and like, he opened the door and he's like, stopping. He was like talking to me and he was like, well, you know, um, he's like, if you win, your rent is going up. Right. I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> well, I figured they, I'm, I'm glad you won for them since they had to like, you know, you're, you're dancing upstairs and all this equipment and stuff you had to do from home. <laughs> and, and which is so crazy because when I recorded the Sierra video, <laughs> when I recorded the Sierra video, it was so late at night 
And um, I felt so bad because I was like dancing and I was like jumping around and like stumping and like bumping and like falling on the floor all over his head over at, at night. And I like was doing multiple takes to try to get as much as I could get that I wanted. And I was like, oh my God, I feel so sorry for them. Like, <laughs> but they they knew I was on the show. And even at that point, we didn't announce um, that it would be a lip sync from home. But I think they probably figured like, okay, girl, I guess they're doing this from home because if not, what is this bitch doing up there? At one o'clock in the morning, stumping and dancing across our head and like, and then even with like the lip sync, I'm like, did a giant split. And I just know it was like, crash, thunder, thunder, rattle, rattle. <laughs> oh, there goes the plaster. Yes. I'm like, oh, I got to knock the, like, the light from the ceiling. is like break on the floor. And I'm like, now I have to go in here and pay you $100,000 for this new lamp. Uh, what? <laughs> now, looking back, many, many episodes and like shooting long ago, what, what's your favorite moment from the season? And not to be like sappy, but I think people um, really, I think if there were ever, there was ever a time for there to be a best friends race, honey, this was the season for it, especially, um, I could not imagine um, what it would have been like for people to watch, to have to watch the show this season through quarantine. And it would have been a negative, nasty season where the girls were just very, like, just constantly nasty with each other. Um, I don't think that would have been good, but some of my best moments um, were behind the scenes moments when like we just had like time where we just sat there and chatted with each other. Like some of the untucked moments, we just like laughed with each other off camera. But if I had to say like a, a really good on camera moment um, was for sure when Whoopi Goldberg hugged me. I wish that I like would not had to watch that show because I mean that shirt because we only had so few boy items that we could bring with us to wear on the show. But I wish I could not have watched that shirt. I could be like, oh my God, I smell Whoopi Goldberg and Whoopi Goldberg hugged me in this shirt on national television. <laughs> the one thing is that she is so successful, but she is so real and down to earth. And like, just like, you you would not expect somebody that successful to be like, oh girl, just call me Whoopi. Don't, whatever. I'm just Whoopi Goldberg. I'm just like, who can just say, oh, I'm just Whoopi Goldberg. I'm just Whoopi. Just talk to me like Whoopi. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and she just present, and she just like saw, you know, also like saw. I'm sure she saw some of herself in you. And and you know what? Um, even with the one woman champ, the the one woman show, she gave me like the best advice. But um, sometimes it's hard to hear it then. But um, it, it it's literally the the same the same thing that I did in the one woman. I mean, in the political challenge where um, she said like know and understand that the story is allowed to change. <laughs> and and in my mind, I take that as, oh, if I make a mistake, that's okay because um, that's okay if I make a mistake because I can just, I even if I know the story, I can make a mistake and nobody will know if that part was true or not. But what she was really saying was that the story can change and evolve and it can be something other than the story if that's what it takes to get the laughs. And if I was thinking like when I was like, oh, so y'all are not feeling this? In my mind, I was like, if I would have thought about what she said more clearly, I would have just turned that whole entire thing into like, now I was supposed to be trying to give this story about me peeing, but now I'm this disgruntled ass comedian who thought they were funny and like, <laughs> like turned into a whole different thing, like a, a whole set of me like, be like, so y'all not feeling it? Well, let me tell y'all about my unfunny ass career, like <laughs> that kind of thing. But hindsight is twenty twenty. And apparently I'm blind, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. You're a visionary. You're a visionary. Yeah. Thank you. Um, now, 
you were at the finale. Just a couple more things. And I'll let you go. I don't want to keep you forever. You you were at the finale last year helping Silky, right? Yeah. Thinking of that now and this whole, like, knowing where you are now, what does that even feel like? The, the one part about that is that last year I was doing makeup and obviously, like, we, we go through, like, this crazy casting process and... Um, I was doing makeup and at that point I was like waiting to be like, please, will you tell me if I'm here or if, if what's going to happen? I don't know. And um, I'm like walking around like maybe one of these people are a producer. Maybe I should like pull them to the side and try to have a conversation like, hey. Um, but um, I was just there as, as a makeup artist doing makeup and also like helping Silky behind the scenes and um, helping like helping talking to, to Brooke and helping Brooke if I can or Akira and Evie if I can. And I was so close to that moment, like the finale um, and right there with the top four. And like literally like that curtain came up and Rue was in that beautiful like lime green velvet gown. And I'm like standing here like behind the curtain before they call her name and before it lifts up. And I'm like, how am I this close? And I was like, oh my God, I'm so close to this moment right now. I'm like, I am not going to get that call. I am. And if I do get the call, I am not going to make the top four. And if I, like, these are all the things in my mind. I was like, because I'm so close to this finale that it's like almost, it almost felt like I should not be here right now. Like with, um, with what I wanted my dream to be, it's like, I'm too close to my dream and this, this weird moment. And I guess that was because I was not supposed to have a finale like that, but (laughs) which which is crazy. Cause it's like, I kind of almost like lived that kind of finale by being there being an assistant and to now, like, it, it, all of this is just so weird. It's like, honestly, like, John, it's just like, it's so weird to, like, just know um, that you can come from a place where you, you, where everything told you that, no, you, that you should not be successful and, like, no, you should not have these things and, no, this is not the life you should have. And for all this to come true and, like, and then for, and then I have to say thank you to everybody at World of Wonder, um, everybody, like, the everybody who's in casting, everybody at VH1, um, just everybody for like even giving me this opportunity for my life to change. And like when I sent my audition video and I sent it with like a simple quote and I said, um, sometimes all it takes for a star to shine is opportunity. And I have to say thank you to everybody there that like gave me the opportunity to be something more than, than I was, you know? Yeah. Oh, well, you earned. I mean, you, you, you. Yeah. All you needed was a little, a bit of a stage and a spotlight, and for people to see you. You did. You did it. And some lip gloss. <laughs> oh my god. Now talking about like what, you know, you're not. You know, sometimes you're not able to have the things you want to have. Okay, maybe now you can have a few things. What, what what's on your shopping list to be to be real shallow? I'm gonna have to be a little shallow, but I I I felt like I deserved this. So when we were there, y'all. If y'all watched um, Gigi Good in her excellent prom look, y'all, um, she had this lovely pair of um, beautiful Louboutins, and they were like, which me and Gigi wear the exact same size. And I was like, oh my God, girl, we need to get shoes. So me, Gigi, and Jan to the Louboutin store to go get our, for me to go get my first pair. So hopefully quarantine and this stuff will end very soon and I can go into the store and go buy them. Um, and Jen, I am still holding you to your word, but we are going to go get a shopping spree and I definitely want to buy myself a really nice pair of shoes so I don't have to paint the bottom of them anymore. Fantasies are becoming realities over here now. So I'm, I'm really grateful for that. <laughs> get those red bottoms. 
you you make the fantasy real. Yeah, you you make the fantasy a reality. You know, it, I'm still gonna be living a still living a little bit of a fantasy because you know the thing is about about having money is about saving money and investing money. Um, so and so I want to make sure that I can try to do that as much as I can and and paying off student loans and shit. Um, but. <laughs> But I definitely want to make sure I'm like being responsible. But I do want to like make sure that I'm investing to myself, and then also investing into some of my dragon, like making some of like my wildest drag fantasies that I've had in my mind be like super visionary ideas and like bring them to life. Yeah, and you and, and yes, your finale has been different than any others, but things will evolve. There will be some sort of normalcy at some point, hopefully before too long. With that, you know, that can be safe, and also you can just. You will be on stage as you are now. You are now on a world stage. You know, that is coming. Look, there are people who message me from places like countries in the world that I didn't even know, like that existed. And and it's so good to like know that like so many people around the world um, appreciate appreciate what I do. But even more so that that to just know that the show speaks to so many people of different races, so many different people, like different cultural backgrounds, people in uh, in different countries all over the world. Like some of these people, um, they like message me and they tell me like the one thing that's been keeping them sane throughout quarantine and throughout all this, all of this time is watching the show and to just know that we can make an impact like that on other people is just, it, it's, it's groundbreaking really. Yes. Uh, well, Jada, thank you. Congratulations. I am so happy for you. I look, I, I am so happy. And, um, I, and again, I have to say before I before I leave and run out of here, thank you so much to everybody who's ever supported me and everything that I'm doing. Um, shout out to all the like the the jewels out there and all the hall monitors. Um, thank you to all the people who made like crazy memes and art and all of that stuff and all the edits and the collages and um, who's supported me and all of the girls this season throughout all of what's going on. And thank y'all for like y'all have been going through a lot of rough stuff too, but y'all have been. Um, so supportive of us and thank y'all for hanging in there i love y'all and i love you too john okay same <laughs> god damn i love you um i love all of y'all she is jada essence hall of winners yes <laughs> literally i'm in the hall 